This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. You're commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. Before we get to the student loan thing, uh, do you have John's book yet, Alan? It's more important than anything. Well, no, but I'm looking forward to making my second billion dollars after reading the book. <laughs> I'll send him two books. <laughs> you know, I'm told the second billion is easier than the first billion. So oh, always, looking- always. But what I'm worried about, John, is that somebody's going to read the book, go out and invest, not make a billion dollars, and then sue you for breach of contract. You're going to have to hire me, and I'll represent you, and we'll win the case. But I can't wait to read the book because you're one of our heroes. Uh, you're a true hero. You're one of these people who puts the lie to those who say, well, there are real Americans who came over on the Mayflower, and then there are the rest of you, imposters, you Jews, you Greeks, you Italians, you Irish people. Come on. Our country is made of the children, grandchildren of immigrants. And without people like you, we would not be what we are today. So I'm looking forward to read the book. Thank you so much. And, uh, you know, uh, i got to get those honorary degrees somehow. And oh, you should, get, you should have a slew of them, a slew. Yeah. Alan, can you get him a Harvard degree? Can you work on that for us, please? Uh, well, well, you know. Uh, uh, the, if there, the donation there, there, there is large enough, you can get it. What's it called, checks appeal? Checks appeal? There are great. I, I remember when, when um, um, you know, honorary degrees are, are, some of them are very, very well earned. Some of them are not. You would be a well-earned honorary degree. I think you would be an inspiration to the students. You would be a great speaker, graduation speaker, to tell the students, now that you've graduated, you don't have to worry about following in my footsteps and dropping out. Now that you've graduated, you know, you can really take advantage of that. You know, you, you got John Sexton. John was my former research assistant at Harvard. Wow. I met him when he was, I met him when he was like a, a kid student. He young, is one I'm good guy. Let me tell you something. John Sexton is a good guy. Unbelievable. How, about a, how about a Casamitee's Institute for Public Policy, Alan? What do you think about that? <laughs> well, you know, there should be a chair. What about a Casamitee's University? Why are you just doing it like I have one institute, Judge? No, let's move off. on to business. Yeah. To that didn't work out let's too good for Trump. To business. Yeah. Trump University didn't work out too well. That's true. And by the way, there is a lot of business, uh, Professor Dershowitz. Big story today. we got to get your take. Um, this is on the sure. student loan debt. It, of course, yep. is being heard before the Supreme Court. This is the most insane thing. Uh, you've got Biden, who, of course, made all these promises, did it by executive order, totally went around the system, and now it's, of course, and, up for and the And the citizens believed him that he could do it. And how many? Well, 26 you know, million, right, John? 26 million people signed to get refunds uh, on their student loans, and they thought they were, for 20, if they voted uh, Biden's way, that they would get a $10,000 reward for it. Outrageous. Maybe they will, but Congress has to do it. You know, the American Constitution puts all, all issues involving money directly in the hands, first of the House of Representatives, and then the Senate. The president simply does not have the power. 
to do what he did. Look, but the 26 million people that filled out those applications yeah. thought so. And, and they vote, yeah. and guess who they voted for, Alan? I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. It's sort of, you know, I was telling John, when I covered like even the Obama elections, people would come out after, I voted for Obama because I'm getting a free this and a free phone and a free uh, this. Yeah. Same thing. Well, it's like you know, buying <laughs> the votes, if you will. Well, but it'll be very disappointing when people are told that no, they, they can't get that money just from a presidential directive. It needs congressional support. Look, I'm in completely in favor of making student loans more available. I could never have gone to college. If my parents had to pay, we had no money. Fortunately, we had Brooklyn College, which was free. And I went to Brooklyn College. I wouldn't have gone to college. John and I would have been selling groceries together. Uh, By the way, that uh, would have been some business. That would have been a yeah. great business. If, if somebody had charged me to go to college. So I'm very sympathetic to the kids. It would be called Cassie Yeah, Yeah, The question I have is, so Biden came out and did all of this. And, yeah. and he already, it's already factored into the 2020 election because people thought they were going to get these forgiveness, sure. these loan forgivenesses. They all, they all voted for whoever Biden wanted them to vote for. And now, now they're going to find out that they, they have the wrong deal. Do they get their vote back? Uh, no, but, well, but it's, it's sad, no, it's sad no, that they can do this and get away with it. That's the sad thing. Yeah, but, well, you have to be skeptical of campaign promises. Yeah. And yeah. we know how many campaign promises are kept. Look, to his credit, Biden tried to keep the campaign promise. The Constitution, however, doesn't permit him to do that. Look, there have been exceptions. Thomas Jefferson ran for president on the argument of limited presidential power. I don't want presidential power. I want limited presidential power. What is the first thing he does? He buys Louisiana without any congressional authorization. So this process goes back to the beginning of the American Republic. But the courts have gotten tougher and tougher. And they want to go back to the original intent of the legislature making these decisions and not necessarily the decisions being made by the president or by the courts. But uh, Professor Dershowitz, you know, what's amazing is that it's on tape. I mean, that's the thing. You have Biden on tape and you have Nancy Pelosi on tape saying the president doesn't have the authority. I mean, in the past, they said this. So they knew they didn't have the authority. And in fact, I think we've got the Nancy Pelosi. Here it is. Take a listen. This is her a few years ago. The difference between the president, president can't do it. So that's not even a discussion. They, not everybody realizes that, but the president can only postpone, delay, but not forgive. Isn't that amazing? So here it is. It's on tape. And now suddenly they think they have the authority. Is that called hypocrisy or what, Professor Dershowitz? Yeah. And in fact, she was even wrong about the president having the power to delay. He can only delay in the event of an emergency. He can delay when you have COVID. But he can't just delay for purposes of delay. That, too, has to be done by Congress. But she had it right. And uh, President Biden had it right when he originally said, you know, when you're in Congress, you really respect the power of Congress. When you're in the presidency, you somehow neglect that and say, hey, I'm the president. I can do anything. So it's uh, it's wrong. And it's wrong when any president does it. And presidents of both parties have tried to assert powers over Congress that they don't have. And that's the job of the Supreme Court to be a referee between Congress and the presidency. My prediction the Supreme Court will limit the power of the president to make financial decisions of this kind. Alan, I want to ask you another question. Sure. Uh, in uh, various cities across the country, even states are looking at now, they're talking about giving reparations for certain uh, identified groups of people. Are reparations yeah. constitutional? No, not if they're based purely on race. Of course not. For, for example, um, many people of a certain color did not experience slavery. They came to the United States years after 
slavery was over and the people who would have to pay weren't part of slavery. So if you do it completely on the basis of race, that's wrong. What happened, I helped work on the Japanese detention reparations. These were people who were still alive, who had been put in detention centers just because they were Japanese. And Congress voted for, I think, $25,000 per family of the people who were detained. These were the actual people. That makes sense. It doesn't make sense to go back nearly you know, 180 years to make reparations to people who didn't themselves uh, suffer from the horrible experience of slavery. And also the numbers that they're talking about in this, this commission, this board in San Francisco, they admit they have no logical basis. It's just an arbitrary number. Yeah, but there was a million, right? A five million dollars. Uh, five million. Can you imagine? And by the way, I mean, since, since you're allowed, Rita well, I, and I, I, Professor, since you're allowed to self-identify, what stops any of us from self-identifying now as African-American entitled to the money? Everybody will do those ancestry yeah, tests. The other thing I want to talk about regarding race is the the, the, the claim that they want to name a street now after uh, Elijah Muhammad, racist, anti-Semitic bigot, uh, Elijah Muhammad. Uh, no, no. Uh, if you're going around tearing down statues, which you shouldn't be doing, if you're going down rewriting history, which you shouldn't be doing, don't honor a man who barely is gone and who was a horrible representative, not only to white people, but to black people. Uh, just horrible. And who knows what his responsibility may have been for the death of, uh, of other people, uh, like Mohammed Aksa and others. So the idea of a street being named after somebody like that, and, and young kids being told to look up to somebody like that, is absolutely outrageous. You cannot have this kind of double standard. Yeah, based purely on race. There Absolutely are correct. Out there, Absolutely correct. You're a bad person. You don't get a street named after you. Yeah, one thousand uh, percent. Professor Dershowitz, we love you. Thank you so much for being uh, here on Cats yeah, and Cosby. It. It's always, always great to have pleasure. you. Thank you, my always friend. Great to have you here. Thank you, Professor.